0: Twenty Six FM and C One O Three, the Arts House, and you're very welcome back to the program. And when I said before the break that we were going to have the family in studio, this is actually kind of a first for me because we've talked about lots of different things on the show here over, as Linda was referring to, the last twenty three years. Um, but this is a first actually to have three siblings in who are all artists from the one family and it is a pleasure and an honor to welcome Marion Wyatt, a very dear and old friend back to the studio, a great friend of the show but also Ger Wyatt and Lorraine Wyatt, two more artists in the family and I suppose over the last God, over 20 years, in fairness, Marion, we have talked about lots of things, but we've never really talked about visual art. And it's true, isn't it? Like lots of families have, you know, sporting siblings who would play together or musical siblings who would also play together in one sense. To have so many sort of visual artist siblings, it's not Not sort of a family activity that you're all going to sit down and set up the easels after dinner on a Sunday and, (laughs) and get stuck into it. So this is a real joy to welcome the three of you in to, to chat about, uh, chat about your art. And, uh, Marion, we've talked so often about drama in the past. We did talk about visual art a number of years ago.
3: We did. That was around, was it 2018? I think.
0: Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, I had I had
3: gone back to school or back to your local college for a couple of mornings a week because I always really wanted to paint and learn how to paint properly and draw. So I went there, and then the stuff was piling up at home. And then um, Cork Penny Dinners is a charity very close to my own heart. And then I thought, you know what, it'd be a good taster, a test for it to see if people like my art. And also to maybe do something good for that charity, and that's what I did. And it was above in the Raven, and it went very well. It was difficult to kind of measure whether people actually thought it was any good or not, because I think the support and the reason people bought it was because it was for the charity. But I certainly ex- enjoy the whole process of hanging the pieces. Well, I didn't physically hang them, but you know to see them go up and get over that fear of, um, even though I'm used to putting on work in front of an audience, etc, etc it was a different audience for me and I haven't done it since but i do paint quite a lot to relax i use it as a form of meditation and so um, and you re- share a lot of
0: it online too like you know i follow you on facebook and depending on how you're feeling or what you're working on occasionally you would put up a picture of something you're working on or something you're dabbling on or something you're doodling with and you know people engage with you and kind of give you feedback on it as to how it makes them feel as well you know yeah. which is the whole the whole point of it but um i yeah.
3: suppose in a way, you see, I retired, you know, and people laugh and I can see you smiling now broadly here. But I retired from the the day job, as a lot of people do, and then found myself needing to fill the time with something else. And there was only so much bread I could bake. and There was only so much, you know, I, once I learned how to crochet, that was grand. And I did that. and And I love all of those things. But I've always been a believer that when you get stuck... In something. So I might have been playing, uh, uh, you know, writing a, a play or thinking about going back into the rehearsal room and I'd be all confused in my head. So doodling has always been a huge part of that. Mm. And so I suppose by sharing, I'm. Facebook. I've also started to encounter ageism as well over the last four or five years and said so you said earlier this morning in your early part of the programme that it's never too late to start something yeah. new and so that's really kind of what I'm doing you know and when they came along knocking and said would but, but you want to
0: do this with us? I was delighted. I was scared but I was delighted. Now they being the two siblings next door to you and Lorraine. Now Lorraine I know you went to the Crawford College's w- as well of art and design so like coming to art as something um as a you know a hobby or a second career or anything like that wasn't new for you this was the direction in life you took straight from the off absolutely
2: yeah i've always loved it from a very young age um and um our father really encouraged all of the arts you know and uh, but my passion was um art and um, I remember in school I went to St Patrick's National School um, when I got to secondary school um, I absolutely adored art I really used to look forward to art rather than all of the other classes you know I did like geography because I, I could visualise seeing myself like in all these different countries and you know seeing the different lakes and the mountains and things like that but um I suppose for me um it's always carried, it's always close to my heart and it's got me through a lot as well, you know. Like what Marianne said, you know, um art is therapeutic. I've always found that and I feel when I get stressed, um, I just you know, just kind of Get into it, and it just channels me, and just kind of keeps me balanced.
0: You mentioned your dad there, and I suppose that's really one of the things that people will find fascinating about this exhibition is it is three siblings. So from the one family, and like you have to go back then and ask, well, what was it like growing up? Was it a very artistic household? You know, were you all you know in the throes of the arts? How many siblings are there all together, and you know how representative of the arts are the three of you? Well, there's five of us mm-hmm. uh, in the in the Wyatt household. Uh, we've a brother Bernice,
3: or sorry, <laughs> sister Bernice. Oops, <laughs> a sister Bernice who I might say is about to um, celebrate a big old birthday in this coming week, and she's the youngest of the three girls. And then we have a brother Eddie, Edwin. And even though they're not in the visual arts, they are also very creative and artistic. And I think it it well, I know it comes from our parents, in that. You, you, Don, you mentioned it there, but what was the house was like? Well, Jared lost, our dad died when he was only six. Um, so I suppose Lorraine and I, being the kind of older ones in the family, had a longer kind of, um, uh, life experience with him. But we, we, our television time was very limited. Um, we didn't even have a television until I was about 11. Story, storytelling was a huge part of it. Um, putting crayons and putty and pencils and all of that's that right, into our hands. Yeah. Sunday mornings, anything could happen. If he was up, we were all up. I think that's kind of followed through. He played opera. Um, he was a lovely singer himself. My mother was a beautiful ballroom dancer. Him, not so much, but you'd often see them dancing around the kitchen together. There was great love and affection between the two of them. And also there were the arguments that we didn't really witness. But on reflection, it was a very balanced kind of mm-hmm. uh, home. And so our mother made all our clothes, uh, which for a while used to irritate Lorena and myself hugely, because there's a big age gap between us, but we were dressed alike. A lot of it was out of necessity. <laughs> that happened <to laughs> with a
0: lot of sisters and stuff uh, like that. And yeah. we yeah.
3: grew up listening to Use Your Imagination. Use your imagination, come up with a way, find a solution be resourceful, do whatever you want. Was that can. your mum or your dad? Both of, them. Both of them. But my mother was gifted with her hands. She was a great dressmaker, which Gerard has inherited as well, you know. And Lorraine is a great embroiderer um, and so, seamstress.
0: Jared, for you then, obviously, like Marion just said, your dad was um, gone when you were only six, you know. And, you know, it's it's funny. I was isn't actually it? seven. seven. Sorry seven. Okay, idea. that's all right. But, you know, you... you you find, I suppose, especially in families where there is, you know, big age gaps between siblings, everyone has a different experience of growing up in the same family, even though you'll be sharing the same stories and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, to hear that there was this dad who gave everybody such an infusion of artistry and encouragement. Um, artistically and everything like that. How much of that do you feel filtered into oh, you even though you lost him lot. so young?
1: I mean, a lot. He was such a loving, giving man and he was always in the garage making things, so yeah, I always saw that. I remember when he made a stool a three-legged stool for me that I could sit on. So I was always watching that kind of thing. And then my mother on the sewing machine and my dad used to sketch pictures because I was mad into like birds and ducks and all this kind of thing, animals, mm. just loved it all, and especially when he was sick, when he was um, diagnosed with cancer, which I didn't know. His bed was downstairs, so I used to hop into the bed with him, and um, he would sketch pictures. Wow! Because I um, and just like visualise things to me, and would be always, and he used to be doing stone cladding. He made. We had a library. He made the shelves for that. So you were watching all that, and then he was always coming up with things in the garage. And he was a great artist himself. He was always like. Um, I remember one time he did a a sail, not a, a sail, a ship, a, yeah, ship, a a, yeah. a a cornflake box. Wow! So that kind of thing.
0: Where is that now? Mm-hmm. You know these kind of things that the things you'd kind of hang on to, of course. And it was always you know, it must be somewhere. I was
1: encouraged every time, yeah. and all We were singing. And there was a lot of music in the house. You know. Like,
0: isn't that such a joy to have, like, an artistic a celebration? You know, in childhood, to have it be fostered to the extent where, you know, as adults, all three of you, three very different paths, full time art with you, Lorraine. Yeah. You know, artistic natures of different paths for you, Jared, with well, hairdressing and art, kind of side by side school.
1: Um, because like I, 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 I had dyslexia, so like, so no matter, even though I loved history, geography, and everything, and Mrs. retained Sweetman. a lot of stuff, but couldn't write it down. Yeah. So um, and then I excelled in art and in woodwork, metalwork, home economics, anything that didn't involve written work. And
3: there was a teacher but, who encouraged you hugely, wasn't there?
1: An art teacher. A, an art teacher. Her name was Missus Sweetman. And she was absolutely wonderful. And then I got an award. out of the whole school presented by the Lord Mayor. It was called a gradham Award. So I had a little trophy and a little uh, <laughs> certificate, which I was very proud of, and my mother. And then after that, uh, um, my stuff was displayed in the school as well. Isn't so it amazing Aunt, how... like teacher it an awful lot, and then... She put me through, um, I'll get nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> i used to talking about myself. I know, I can see it. <laughs> I
0: can see it. <laughs> and this is my first
1: time. And she put me through to get um, a scholarship. But obviously I didn't go because I wasn't kind of encouraged. It was the 80s kind of thing, you know. the unemployment. Get a job. Was and, yes, know, my mother, yeah. you know, she didn't understand that kind of thing. So we had to get a proper job.
0: Know, a scholarship
1: for what? A scholarship for, for a scholarship like for what? For um, art college in what? The Yeah. But um, anyway, it wasn't happening. But I went into hairdressing, which was absolutely wonderful. That yeah. Marion got me the job.
3: Well, it was it was and just part. a connection because Pat Murray, um, in yeah. my life, the wonderful set designer and artist, uh, he was very encouraging to me. But also his nephews, Joe and Pat, were involved in hairdressing. So I just made a call and said, my brother is showing talent. There is a hairdresser. Any chance of an apprenticeship or whatever? And they took him on. But they wouldn't have kept him if he hadn't talent. I was just going to say. Yes, because... I was
1: like, my three sisters, I was always doing her hair. (laughs) I I just kind of... I didn't want to be a hairdresser, I actually wanted to be um, a carpenter. <laughs> Listen,
0: it's never too late, that's the thing, Jared. but the thing is, people know you now from Salon Shane, and I know I've seen online different photographs of, in fact, your art on display yeah. in the wall as well, Um and, like, the art that the three of you produce is very different, you know, it's not that the three of you grew up with, you know, common influences or, you know, you, you shared common influences and you shared many common interests but the three of you were obviously three utterly different personalities and people and it, your art is also really, really different and that is why coming together for the first time in an art exhibition like this must be hugely exciting because um, like for Lorraine and for you, Cher as well, people have seen your art and you know you know, your art has been recognised, you know your art speaks to people. Marion, you came to showing your art, petrified people wouldn't relate to it or that it wouldn't speak to anybody other than yourself. And yet here you are now with an art exhibition opening tomorrow in the Black Market which has people very very excited. And three very different uh, genres of art. We're looking at pure paint, we're looking at watercolour, we're looking at multimedia, we're looking at figurative, we're looking at abstract and there's a real breadth of stuff that you're you're bringing to it so I'm going to have to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to kind of dive into what you might have chosen for the exhibition and why and if you just tuned in we are talking to the three Wyatt siblings Marion, Gerr and Lorraine about a wonderful art exhibition opening as a said tomorrow in the black market we're going to tell you where that is as well in a little while uh, the exhibition is called three in one and uh, we'll be back after this. The art House on Cork's 96FM and C103. And you're very welcome back to the programme where, as I said, we are joined by three Wyatt siblings, Lorraine, Gerard and Marion in studio, talking about a wonderful art exhibition which is opening tomorrow in the Black Market. Um, can we just say, first of all, Marion, where the Black Market is? A lot of people don't know, haven't heard about the Black Market yet and it's a new discovery. Everybody knows about the Marina Market so it's just a kind of a stone's throw the people haven't gone the extra mile? An absolutely great
3: question. And to refer back to our dad again, he used to play down on the boggy road. He used to uh, hop, skip and jump down along from the salt, you know, that lovely restaurant that's there. But it's Monaghan Road and it's really down as as if you were heading for the CAB um, or the back of Parky Cueve where a lot of us had to go for the COVID injection etc cetera, etc cetera. Sheehan's Coles is another landmark but you need to slow down a little bit because you might pass it by, there is a wonderful sign on the footpath that says a Black Market Food Hall um that serve delicious food and everything inside there and it's literally black but our art is going to give it a lift of colour. Yeah, I can't wait
0: but I have seen a couple of sneaky photographs because Sinead Dunphy and Eventy Management has been down below for the weekend uh, hanging the exhibition and photographing bits and pieces of it so I've seen one or two sneak previews and uh, it's going to be very exciting and like you said, the entirety of the interior is painted black, that is why it's called the Black Market and it's another great discovery for people to make And now this is what I'm interested in as well though Lorraine is what you have chosen to exhibit in this from the body of work and the lifetime that you have of painting from when you left the Crawford to now what are you choosing to exhibit at this exhibition? Uh,
2: Well my paintings at this exhibition I suppose derive and um, I like to think that through the actual paintings that I'm narrating a story so there's no need for Me to explain to anybody, you will visually see within the actual paintings, and um, all of my uh, interests um, for years have been folklore. You know, the Book of Kells, um, Greek mythology. Um, I'm well traveled, so I've always been drawn into churches, museums, architecture and stuff like that. And, um, even though a canvas is a, a flat surface, um, I like to manipulate it and actually bring out two dimensional. Sometimes even I can get sort of three dimensional and I love texture. So therefore then I work with, um, oils, inks. Um, also, like, um, recycled paper, cardboard, really whatever I can get my hands on. Um, and then I hate waste of any sort, especially packaging. So even with polystyrene and stuff like that, I actually break up and I mix it then with, you know, um, Mixed medium of PVA, um, bits of um sand, even some art from the garden, that type of thing. And I just push the boundaries, you know, and um, I get great joy out of it. And then I get the biggest, biggest buzz and compliment when actually people purchase um, my paintings or they'll say, oh, wow, that's amazing, you know. And I find it hard to believe that I've actually... Done this you know it's it's come from my head to my hand, and then I've actually you know put it on
0: my Do you canvas. Ever find that some um some works happen unconsciously then you know that you end up almost in a another space in Absolutely. your head when you're working. I, you go, I kind of
2: go up. into yeah. a trance because I have an idea in my head visually you know, I have a sort of a very photographic memory, you know, I do sketch but a lot, you know, would be in my head and then I'd go to the garage which is the studio and then like I have all these intentions and all these notions and colours and shapes but then when you know, I pick up the brush or the pencil or a piece of charcoal, it just goes totally in a different direction. And in the end, then I'm there and I go, whoa, that wasn't in my head. How did that happen?
0: (laughs) I'm going to come to you next, Jer. then, because for you, you know, just a short while ago, you described how you were, you know, a small lad and your dad was sketching on the back of a cornflakes box for you. Um, You work in a much larger scale than the back of a cornflakes box now, then.
1: Well, I think that kinda of sounds from when Marion was doing shows like Tops of the Towns and everything and I would paint the sets and I found it actually easier to do things big rather than small. Um and I suppose it kinda of stuck with me. I am trying to sc- you know scale it down, scale a down a bit. Scale down a bit. Yeah, I'm but no it very go big or hard. go
0: home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I just like um you know, the the visual and you can get more in a big kind yeah, of but thing, and then just mixing things.
0: Describe it for people, though, um, so people can have an, an idea of the the style that you're working with. Well,
1: I've got one down there. It's seven foot by four. And there's another one. It's four by four, I think. But I actually did that on an old window frame that I found near where I work in Pinrose Waffle in a skip. So you kind of like see things, and I can say, I can do something with that. Yeah. Not uh, going at home.
0: But what you do, like, it's such a huge reaction. I mean, like, they, these works are enormous, but they're absolutely magnificent.
1: Well, I kind of start off with something, and then it will go off with something else. And then I just, like, I don't know what happens. Maybe psychologically, I have all what I need, got in my head. And then I look at the something, and it's all there, and it will come together. And I just... Don't know how it happens because sometimes I'll be out in the garage doing something. I'll have a few drinks to relax. So <laughs> <laughs> sure, you're making this
0: sound like. I, you know,
1: <laughs> know, go out in the morning and then it's like that. Um, do you know that um, fairy tale? Do you know the shoemaker and the fairies? Yeah. And convince someone else is come in and yeah. done it. <laughs> and then there's other times well, what have I done there and Lorraine kills me sometimes she says to leave things alone and I vice versa with her but yeah, like, exactly. But when you get into the more, and then it was like and it's a surprise to me as well where it goes just like what Lorraine was saying you start off with something else and then it builds because mm-hmm. it could just happen from you know I see a picture in a magazine if I like an image and then I'll use it or even just going past a shop. It could be a mannequin. Anything. Or something. Inspiration and will I, happen anywhere. Just a, or do, because there's so many beautiful buildings in Cork as well that I don't think any of us notice. And there's like sculptures. So I'll look up, take a picture turn yeah. or do something.
0: And and I know that, Marion as well, for you, like your art... Uh, I remember that exhibition that we were talked about before in The Raven and I remember you had two paintings hanging side by side and I wanted the two of them but the chef was already after buying one and I was so mad with him uh, <laughs> I took the other one but you came out to me to the house with another sort of inspired similar uh, one as well to kind of match the partner and like your work you've often talked about has gone in um, many varying directions so for this exhibition what have you chosen?
3: Well, uh, that, that again, no, that's a big question for me because a lot of mine was very, very small and, you know, just doodling, dribbling, you know, just raised, making marks with brushes and things. But then when I got a bit more confident, put a canvas up or maybe a bigger piece of cardboard... What I do is I put on a playlist and um Dennis, my husband, one day I said to him, do you know what, Sinead is looking for a bit of stuff to kind of help us promote. Will you record me doing a painting? He's going, what, you never let anybody in when you're painting. And I go, just stick the camera on. And he thought it was hilarious that I was listening to uh, music. But that's why I write as well. I put on a playlist of anything and everything, all different genres. And I may actually just paint to the rhythm of the music or go with the phrase of the music okay. um, or I'd come out of, I didn't really meditate uh, as such through my life. Um But during COVID, I started doing that to help me. And when I was coming out of being sick, I used a lot of going to a quiet space. And that's where my paintings come from. So I can't actually say that I know much about technique. I can't even tell you what the different things are I use, but I'm learning. And I discovered graphite and baby wipes (laughs) a while back and loved what they, when I used those onto a piece of acrylic that was already there. Or maybe just using dust from around the place. Literally dust now I might say. And uh, warehouse. like Lorraine, a
0: bit of No, you can't a, do that anymore now. A frame. bit of art here or, <laughs> or other things.
3: And I just like playing around with this and I never ever really put names on my paintings, but I have this time. And in particular one that I have called um Mm -hmm. And I suppose it might be reminiscent of the Easter reflection, but it also connects me back to a time when I was very stressed and I suffered a lot of headaches and I felt like that my head was gripped in something. And uh, that came through one day. And then the colour... Orange came through very vividly and somewhere somewhere somebody I read that the colour orange is a sign that you're settling or that you're realigning or that happiness is filtering back in. Uh, yeah. So I'm grateful to painting and colour for that. But whether that answers your question or not no, no I haven't
0: <laughs> I haven't because an idea. I think I think art Can sometimes answer something within us. Um, but it depends on what we're searching for ourselves, isn't it? You know, and it's like what each of the three of you, you know, have described is never starting out with what you end up with. And that's life, you know, um, that is life. And uh, that is what art should tell us and reflect to us and ask us to sort of think about and engage with. And, you know, I think, uh, we could talk for another hour, actually, between the three of us. I'm so sorry that the time is up in the programme and that we have to kind of cut, cut it there. Uh, but all I want to do is do to wish the three of you, the best of luck with the opening tomorrow in the black market for this exhibition. It's going to run for four weeks. Um, what time is the official opening tomorrow? One, One o'clock. Mm-hmm. One o'clock, so uh, yeah. the booze is starting early then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, actually, no.
0: Uh, Liquid interwe- launches.
3: Who's the proprietor has warned us: no booze, all but right, there okay. will be plenty of lovely food, L- food, and okay, coffees and
0: teas, and all the excellent, rest. Excellent, excellent, excellent! No liquid lunches at the uh, opening of ex- the exhibition. So tomorrow, um, but running for a month in the Black Market, we'll remind people about that before the end of the exhibition as well. But I want to thank the three of you, Marion and Jer and Lorraine Wyatt, and wish you all so much joy with this particular exhibition, three in one. Uh, and thank you for coming in. And, and thank, thank you. you Hopefully, we
1: much. see you. There.